Hey folks, Dude2Joe here from Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Just wanted to make a quick correction on a statement I make in the second half of our episode. We talk about the character of Felix, who is a character in the Bond universe that has appeared in a number of the movies. And I made the comment that Jeffrey Wright seemed to be the only actor who played it more than once. That is not accurate. David Hedison played the character twice. So just wanted to put that out there, at least as far as I was looking at this list of Felix actors. Anyway, this week's episode, obviously with any episode, it's not for kids. If you're under 18, you probably shouldn't be listening to our show. And the opinions that we make, Richard and I, are our opinions alone. Hope you enjoy this week's episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Welcome! Welcome, everyone, to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films. That is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. The name's Two. (laughs) Dude Two. (laughs) Joke. The the pause is what threw me off. I was like, what's he going to do? (laughs) What's happening? I, I wish I did a little more dramatically, but whatever. Screw it. Maybe we can ask John to, to do a little, like, intermediate music. Just, <laughs> just the name's Dude. <laughs> the name's Two. Dude Two. Martini. No, cream soda. In a bottle. Carbonated. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yes, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, Two things I want to bring up real quick. Thing number one. Um, for this episode, this, if, in case you didn't see on any of the socials, this episode, we're trying to implement weekly scheduling again, because it's something we were talking about. Um, we posted about it on social media a while ago. If you didn't see it, this is where it's starting. So as far as the next episode is concerned, we'll try to get that out for you guys next week. Um, mostly we're doing it because we want to try to get to that 100th episode sooner, yeah, which is very important to us. Um, so, and that's a, that's something exciting and I've only so much in, into it. So I got to watch more of it, but it's, it's definitely very exciting. And, um, the second thing I want to bring up very briefly here is I do want to apologize, uh, for the delay of this episode. Um, normally we upload on Sundays, but you mean normally uh, Fridays, you mean, or Fridays. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we normally upload on Fridays, but, um, we had an, a bit of an unprecedented situation, uh, that led to this episode getting slightly delayed. So apologies up front for that. And on that note, as a segue, um, you want to talk about that? Uh, well, last week I tested positive for COVID. Uh, so, uh, I've, I'm one of the longest holdouts of anybody I've known, and uh, I guess it had to come around at some point. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get too much into it because it's a whole thing and I'll just get really angry and be two yeah. hours long uh, before we I under, get to I under, movies, you know. And I, I'm angry as well, just so you know. From oh, what I, you've told oh I know, I know. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, folks, I, I think it's, um, I think just needless to say, you still need to wear a mask. This <laughs> is, I, I think, I just, you know, I think that's my, my conclusion. Wear a mask, be responsible. Yeah, it's, 
it, it it's it, it's definitely fr- it was frustrating. I don't want to get too much in, into that, but because no, of the, but that's why it was delayed. That's why it was uh, delayed. So I'm back at work because of the quarantine guidelines, you know, and all that stuff. Because it's like what like five days, and then like yeah. I go back, but I wear a mask, which I wear a mask at work anyway, so it's not a huge deal. Though it's been, it was pretty hot today, so it was definitely like. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you've told me that you're feeling you're starting to feel a lot better now yes so that's good i'm I, very happy about i that. sound like i was worried that we were gonna have to record this episode i'd be like hey, too. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 remember No, it wouldn't be real. I wouldn't even try. I'd be trying just to get my words out without <laughs> dying. So I wouldn't even think about something clever. Um, uh, you would say two and then just fall over. Joey? <laughs> my Joey? Uh, my sense of smell is starting to return a bit. Um, mm. I'm hoping it comes back a bit more, you know, relatively quickly. That was defi- uh, to me, that's the most frustrating part about it, honestly. I can deal with, like, being, like, sick, like, coughing and being congested for a few days. It's annoying. But the the, the the sense of taste and, like, smell is, like, it's such a weird thing. Um, it really, that threw me through a loop, for sure, as far as, like, um, as far as symptoms go. Symptoms, yeah. Yeah, um, but basically, basically, I'm, like, I'm, I've been going to work. I haven't really gone to many places other than work, um, mainly pick up food at places, you know, um... And then uh, I'm I'm not even going to see Thor this weekend. I'll probably end up seeing it sometime next week. Um, Understandable, you know. But and there's so much I want. I want to see Elvis still. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot I got. I, I really got to catch up on as far as uh, as far as that stuff's concerned. Um, but other than that, you know, I've been I've been okay watching t- You know, a lot of TV lately. Obviously, between Obi Wan. Stranger Things, of course, with the six-hour episodes. Um, oh, don't complain about that, James Cameron. No, no. I, I, I enjoyed this season of Stranger Things, but I think I'd rather watch the three-hour Blue People movie. Same. Absolutely same. You know, listen, like, people complain about, like, not knowing characters in Avatar. They just introduce new people in Stranger Things just to protect the old characters from dying. <laughs> And I'm just like, and that that might be a slight spoiler. Oops, I'm sorry you weren't one of the people who watched the billion hours of viewing of Stranger Things uh, at this point, <laughs> or that you haven't caught on to the shtick of the show that a new character that everybody loves is introduced, and then yes, yes, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. Um, so I think I would ra- not that this not that rankings matter, but I would rank it as season three, season one are my two favorites then mm. four and then two at the bottom um it's fair you know uh trying to think obi-wan i liked obi-wan a lot i gotta get back to miss marvel i really liked the first episode of miss marvel i like the characters mm-hmm. a lot on that show and i know there's been a lot of talk about like that show not doing too hot for you know various reasons but you know i've been i've been busy with a number of things and i really want to get back to watching that um, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Oh, only murders in the building is back, which that's so delightful that that's back. <sighs> I love that show so much. That's my comfort show right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely show. Definitely, if you have Hulu, definitely check that one. Um, definitely check that one out. 
but it's so worth it. Yeah. Other than that, how are you? Oh, I, I've if being honest, I've spent like a good chunk of the weekend just worried about my friend. <laughs> oh, you mean Johnny <laughs> Kenny? Yeah, always. Yeah, because they're the most important people ever. Oh, for sure, dude. Which is partially true. I mean, I, I mean they are. <laughs> <laughs> they really are incredibly important. So there's no joke there. But yeah. Um. No, I was definitely because like this past weekend I was home all week, which I missed. I missed all the. I kind of missed like because obviously I work in a movie theater. Not saying where. And um, there's that that TikTok meme going around for people going to see Minions and they're all wearing suits. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I I thought I had missed all of that, but then last night at work I saw uh, a handful of people wearing suits and I'm I'm like, huh, it's very, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. As long as no one's getting annoyed or hurt or bothered, then I don't care. See, that's that's my viewpoint on that. Is like as long like because there there are definitely worse trends out there that I've seen. Mm. On, like I think about the, uh, the the one trend where people were like oh, going to grocery stores and licking ice cream and then putting it back in the freezer at the grocery store. Why? Like a couple of, like like Gen Zers wearing. Do they, oh, they want to be called Gen Zers? I have no idea. Anyway, I'm out of touch. Mm-hmm. But they, 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 putting out a bunch of like suits and like if they're respectfully watching Minions in a theater, it's fine. And people get people get so mad at Minions getting successful. It is like. I'm not did you like? Did people not expect that? I think like, pe- I think this, people, this franchise people just actively don't want it. You know, um, I think it's 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 one of it's one of those things where they look at it as something lesser, but then they then it makes money. It's a self fulfill. It's a weird pr- prophecy that happens. I don't know. It's kind of like that's getting, why it's like getting mad at Call Me Maybe. Honestly, yeah. Like, if you get mad at that, I don't know if I want to be associated with you because you, your <laughs> like, <laughs> priorities are not straight. Clearly, this is. I think that's part of the reason why I just never got into like meme culture, like TikTok culture, because I feel like a good chunk of it is 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 based around like things that people just hate, and then they make fun of for 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 some reason. Like, I feel like though there there is a justifiableness to it because Jared Leto's kind of an awkward like like weird dude when it comes to like his uncomfortable choices right every time he's in a movie it becomes a meme Mm -hmm. and i'm just and every time i i see that i'm like there's probably a lot of people that actually tried to make this movie or like like gucci or morbius or whatever and nowadays it's just like I feel like if I was if I was like working on a movie and I saw Jared Leto's going to be in it, I'm not going to be on that movie set, right? Because I'm going to be putting all this time and effort to try to make something worthwhile, regardless of what the end game is, money or otherwise. And yet, all people are going to talk about is my name is Paolo Gucci. I'm gonna suck your blood. <laughs> I don't know. I'm maybe I'm a weirdo, but no, I also I, sided. I, but I also sided with James Cameron after his rant, so I don't know. I mean, listen, we're <laughs> we're a couple weirdos, and I I, admit, I I I do have things that I hate, like with a burning passion that I probably should get under control. But like again, I think about stuff like that. It's like it's like hating. I don't know. It's like hating Teletubbies, man. Like wh- what? I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sorry. I like, ma- I feel like I made this about me somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's. I think it was. It's a. Uh, it's important to talk about it, honestly, because it is. It's. I feel like that is a good percentage of, like, 
film nerd culture in some weird way is that there's like just this perpetual idea that we need to put memes on something because of x y and z i don't know why um then again i'm the kind of person that if i don't like something unless i viciously hate it like the last movie i probably viciously hated was dear evan hansen mm. but even in that instance i i stopped caring after a day right and i just decided to focus on more other things that i enjoy so i don't know i'm i'm weird i guess but no i, I spent most of my weekend at home taking care of my dog because that's why i took off work so i can watch the dog make sure she's okay mm-hmm. um i watched our movies for this week and then i actually ended up watching almost the rest of uh the daniel craig james bond movies but i still i haven't i didn't get time to watch no time to die so i'll watch that later there's no um, time there's no time to watch it <laughs> there's no time to watch it no so i had to end on specter <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry for you, man. <laughs> what a terrible like uh, man. If it could have, uh, could have been better, but it's what it is. I'm just glad that we're here talking about it. I'm just glad that you're okay because when you told me that you were sick, I was genuinely worried. Um, yeah. 2022 is when it got us. Mm-hmm. Um, though I was, I, I, admittedly, I was pretty lucky in that I didn't really get any symptoms when I had it. I mostly just tried to stay away and so because i was worried about that and then it did seem like um it was from what you told me it wasn't like too terrible which i was thankful for um and uh you know and the worst part was like um obviously we weren't really talking that whole time and so you were just kind of like which i understand like you're trying to like collect your thoughts and everything so i'm not gonna like badger you about i was just um but there's definitely a point where i was like is he okay <laughs> What's like, going I'm, on? I'm, listen, listen. I'm the kind of guy that needs like sometimes I just need to veg by myself. Exactly. Right? Or, like, yeah. Just do shit by myself, which is funny because we've hosted so many episodes of a, a podcast <laughs> together. And we, I feel like I've communicated with you more than probably even the people in my house. <laughs> so that's uh, I don't know. It says a lot about you, I guess. So you must Yay. either you must like spending time with me, or I just like. A herpy. <laughs> Hopefully, it's oh the former. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah. I guess it's it, it was it was definitely annoying. You know, um, not gonna get into too much of that. You know, I feel like we already have. Um, no, yeah, yeah, obviously. But other than that, it's just been. I literally did nothing tremendously exciting other than hang out with my dog and um, watch some movies and. As far as like newer movies, like I've I've caught up on some things. Like I watched um, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I think I talked about that in the last episode, but that feels like a very uh, a very two dudesy kind of movie. So I want to I'd like to, uh, to talk about that one at some point. Um, I watched I got I got some new Arrow movies and I got a new Criterion. Though I got it before the sale and I didn't realize how close we were to the sale. <laughs> so I was like, ah. Oh! I could have saved some money, but I got Shaft, um, which was which was pretty great. Um, and then I got uh, True Romance, which I'd never seen before, but it's one of those movies that people talk about a lot because it's you know spe- specifically the Tarantino aspect of it. Though I don't I, I don't think we should shortchange Tony Scott by any means when we talk about that because the movie is visually beautiful and spectacular. No, Tony Scott, may you rest in peace. Great, like a hundred percent. Yeah, really amazing. 
Um, and uh, then I watched uh, the most interesting one was Wild Things, which you know for any for any guy, any any person that uh, especially any person that like that is attracted to attractive people. Um, they probably grew up with this movie, especially in our age group, probably grew up with this movie in small increments, <laughs> in moments, in particular scenes, because the movie has that reputation of being, like, very sexually charged to the point of being near, like, softcore pornographic. Right. And I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, is that really true? Because, like, like, there's t- like, the two major scenes in question are all foreplay. Um, there's two sex scenes that are kind of boring because it's just characters talking, and one of them's not even in the theatrical cut. <laughs> and the rest of the movie feels like a a Florida set film noir with like terrible people in it, right? And it's just like I don't know. It's 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 always interesting to watch a movie that has like a specific reputation, then you watch it and you're like, does that really? Did it really earn that reputation? Like, it has the stuff people are talking about in it. I know, it's kind of like Saw. I don't think Saw really deserves to be, like, the, the the origin point of torture porn, if I'm being honest. But So, yeah, that's really all I've been doing. But I'd like to get into this episode because this is a very... This is, not only is this an exciting episode, but this is an episode um, that was suggested to us. Yes. Um, this was a suggested episode a while ago by my father, Kenneth or as he likes me to call him, dead. <laughs> or as I like to call him, uh, one of the few Browns fans I could have a somewhat civil conversation with. <laughs> Which, it, it happens quite often, and then I just sit there and I'm like, uh-huh. And I feel so bad. <laughs> um, and I gotta, I gotta say, a really quick moment for Ken. Um, I remember we were talking to him about like doing a Bond episode, and mm. he really put a lot of thought into, like, different potential combinations he did because like he growing up if there was one constant fact about my father is that he loves james bond like he, mm. like I, I i i do contribute a lot of my my moviness a bit to him just because he likes to watch movies all the time sure and so there was always movies around the house and i was always able to like watch stuff and get into stuff that's probably part of the reason why i latched on to batman as much as i have so it's kind of my ba- his his Batman is James Bond, my James Bond is Batman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. For him though, it was it was <clears throat> excuse me. Um, for him, it was always James Bond all the time. Like that was his all time favorite. He has he might still actually I don't know where they are, but he has every single James Bond movie on VHS. Oh my gosh! Because he collected them his whole life, and then. As the newer ones were coming out, he would get them on whatever, like, the newer format was. So he has, like, I think the Pierce Brosnan ones on, on uh, DVD, and then mm-hmm. some of the later James Bond ones on on uh, Blu-ray. Um, the only 4K he has is No Time to Die, but that's because I, I bought it for him for Christmas, and it was the Steelbook, which is in 4K. But he also has all the movies on Blu-ray in, like, that 50th anniversary set, which is nice. Um... So he he's watched those movies up and down, left and right. Um, you could probably ask him any old question, like trivia related question, and he'll know the answer to it immediately. Um, he has his his opinions, his his favorites. So like it's something that is is constantly been cooking in his head. He, I'm pretty sure the majority of his life. Mm-hmm. So he's 
he's very much into James Bond. Um, and I think, <clears throat> sorry, I'm also eating dinner while we're doing this. That's no, why I'm no, like, I'm it, like it's okay. But um, I'm going to bring my, like, uh, it, made me, it makes me think of the, our werewolf episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like where it's a very, that's very much like my dad, like that, like werewolf movies, his like bread, you know? So I almost kind of see this as like a sequel, like a follow up to that, a follow up. Yes. Yes. I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, so he, obviously he wanted us to do James Bond episode. Initially we actually were talking about doing a, like a James Bond parody episode first, but then it just didn't make sense. Cause we were like, we just got to do a James Bond episode. And, um, at one point my dad actually suggested we do, uh, a James Bond movie and then like one of the parody movies. And, we talked. We talked about like this was like long in development. This episode until eventually we were like, let's just talk about, let's just do James Bond. Yeah. And uh, he suggested, uh, like you were saying, a million different combinations, different things, different different things to come together. And then Joey and I talked about it, and we came to the conclusion with with this pairing, which was actually a pretty solid pairing, especially given how similar they are. But we'll get into that. Joey, long story short. <laughs> What is our first movie this week? Our first Bond film. There's only one way I can introduce this. I'm going to have to step away from the mic a little bit so I don't blow it out completely. <laughs> Do you need to close the door so you don't scare anyone? <laughs> Goldfinger! <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> His heart is cold! <laughs> <laughs> Such a cold finger. <laughs> wow! Wow! That song, wow! That, like that song is probably the reason why my score is so high. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a banger. Let's be honest. Like it's one of those things where like I think some of the new bond like Skyfall is obviously a great song. I just think I just think Goldfinger like to me like when I think about like as somebody who's not a James Bond fan and, mm-hmm. and another thing to bring up myself. My parents were never James Bond people. Like, my mom didn't become, like, a fan until the Daniel Craig era. Right. Because of Daniel Craig. Um, but it was not for something I grew up with, like, the VHS tapes for or anything. Like, it was more something I was introduced by, like, my friends. Um, and, like, I had a good friend of mine growing up. Uh, shout out to Sam, who was a huge James Bond fan. Um, and to me, like, the one that I always heard about was Goldfinger. Like, there was a bunch of them that were famous, but... That's the quintessential know. one. Yeah. Oh god, I'm just. I feel like I have so many like things going on in my head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you eat something cheesy. Um, but yeah, like it's sort of the same with me. Like I never, for as much as James Bond was always available to me, and for for as much as it was always watched, like I've talked about it in the past. I like I never really watched the movies my parents watched. Mm-hmm. I think part of the stigma was just that I liked watching my own stuff, and then also I think right. maybe to a smaller extent, um, sometimes like I wasn't allowed to watch like stuff that they had. So when it came to James Bond, like I never really got around to it. But then when I was getting older, specifically because that because when I was a kid, when we were kids, like it was Pierce Brosnan who was yep. James Bond, and I never wa- I still to this day I haven't seen Goldeneye, or at least I haven't seen it all the way through so i've seen bits and pieces i've seen um was it uh, the world is not an, whatever the one of the halle berry's in 
No time. Yeah. To, uh, die another day. Uh, die another day. Die another day. I've seen that, which uh, does not have a good reputation. Though I did like the Madonna song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because um, it's like, guess I'll die another day. I, I remember that. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a, that was good. That was good. I think that's, if there's one constant thing is that I do like a lot of the James Bond songs. For sure, you know, and I and I think that's one thing I think people appreciate about James Bond is it feels like Star Wars. Like when you watch like the Star Wars, like the specific like Episode Four, Episode the Opening nine, Crawl, whatever, yeah, the Opening Crawl. They end they end the same way where it's like the Star Wars flourish at the at the end, and you got like the star, the stars, field, you know, whatever that comes down, yeah like, yeah, like. And I think that was something I, I really appreciated with this. And even though I'm somebody who's not nostalgic for James Bond, it was kind of nice, like. There are things that I look forward to. It's like going to like a restaurant that you like. Yes. But they might change the menu up slightly, but there's certain like tenets that they have to, there's certain beats and marks that they have to hit. I a hundred percent agree, which is probably why like, you know, with some of those later installments, it was sort of weird because like, because obviously one of the bigger things as well is the, uh, the, the, the gun barrel, the gun sight or whatever. Cause you get that. It's like, <laughs> and then James Bond walks into frame, which I was surprised that it didn't happen for the for the Craig movies until I mean it didn't happen at the beginning of the movie until Spectre, which I forgot about. But I liked the the callback to that in Skyfall when uh, he's in the hallway and he comes out and it's just Dada! and then he just walks. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. All the songs are great, and you always love those opening scenes. And that's why I like when they when they try to reference those in other movies. Sometimes, like like obviously Deadpool parodied it uh, in the, in the sequel. Um, uh, oddly enough, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, starring Daniel Craig, does its own version of the James Bond opening. Um, but you know what? We do have to talk about Goldfinger, though. Yes, like it's just um, the legacy is also just there it's it's a huge part of it i mean it's gonna be a huge part of anything we talk about in this episode um as we kind of stated this feels like this feels like the most famous bond movie especially of that era yeah it's whenever people say you know the best james bond or what's the james bond movie you should start with it's usually anything sean connery but specifically if you had to pick one it's goldfinger yeah um and with this movie uh we get um James Bond. I, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I took, I watched it a while ago, so I don't remember the plot all that much. I just know that there's this, this, this guy that likes, to, doesn't like to lose. Mm-hmm. And then James Bond uh, is like, "Well, guess what, son?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has an affinity for gold. Yes. And uh, more specifically, he's trying to steal the, or he's trying to have control over the, the 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 gold in the world basically from what i yes. remember mm-hmm. um yes and yeah he's trying to have all the gold and he but i love how um we gotta say like goldfinger uh gert frobe mm-hmm. frobe uh fantastic in this movie by the way really memorable villain i think but it's kind of funny because when you look at the villain or next one it's kind of like they're similar <laughs> but there's like a uh, there's d- some key differences but mm-hmm. um he's really good and I, I always think about the line you expect me to talk no mr bond i expect you to, to die, die. <laughs> uh, but like he's so 
<laughs> like he, he just he just can't lose. He doesn't he can't, like it's just terrible for him. But like Fort Knox is his bank. <laughs> I like I like the opening scene in at the Fontainebleau. Yes. In Florida, where my parents stayed last summer, um, yep. where he's like spying, or he goes into the the binoculars and he's looking at uh, the cards, and he's like, uh, "Guess what? You you gonna lose now, son?" It's yes. verbatim exactly what he says. <laughs> I love that scene though. That whole scene where he's just like whispering, uh, and he's saying to go, "You know what? Make it fifteen thousand to be generous." <laughs> And then he's just like you can tell he's just really upset. Like and he breaks his pencil. Yes, um, that's great. I do. Uh, I mean, there's so much. It's like obviously, there's like I, I honestly, when I was watching this movie, I was forgetting what some of it was about. I knew there was like a gold <laughs> heist at some point, like later in the movie. They're gonna. I knew they were gonna go to Fort Knox. Yeah, but like I feel like until that he has the meeting with like his investor people who like you know, who have, like, shipments and all that, I feel mm. like I was like, okay, I feel like I was like in a fog with this movie. I'm like, yes! What is ex- what's exactly, like, what is this? Like, it ma- and it makes me, because, like, this is regarded as a classic, I think. Mm. But, and I think, it's, I think it is a good movie, but I could also see somebody making the argument that it's just, it's a movie that has, like, good scenes. No, and- yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I start watching this movie, and like I was just saying, I, I don't, necessarily remember what happens but i don't think anything does happen until like the halfway point in the movie we have the opening scene where he kills a guy and then he has that great pun before the the opening title kicks in yes. <laughs> um and then uh we get the the fontaine blue scene where which is great and then we get the great golf scene that golf scene amazing <laughs> like like i liked your letterbox review and i completely agree with it it's one of the few times i actually cared about golf <laughs> listen it was so entertaining like just like because obviously like you know um uh goldfinger is cheating with odd job his like <laughs> his head his head henchman guy mm. but like i love how excited bond's caddy gets at like the idea of like <laughs> uncovering this it's like that must have been like the highlight of like his career it's like, oh my god, this guy's about to show up, Goldfinger. What? <laughs> oh, yeah! god. like, like that was that was really funny. Um, you know, oh, but like again, like there are scenes that I, I definitely do remember, like the stuff in the plane. Mm-hmm. You know, pussy galore. You know, p- pussy galore. Honor, listen, Honor Blackman, who was a vet, she rest in peace, is a veteran on this show, cause she was Hera in. The Ray Harryhausen. What? Jason, the Argonauts. Yes. I gotta pay attention more. Uh, <laughs> and I think there's a, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she was, I need to double check this, because I, I think there was either her or another Bond girl that was in um, Clash of the uh, Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Let me look at this real, it was not her, but it, it was, I think it was another Bond girl um, was in Clash of the Titans. <clears throat> um so, yeah, I mean, she's great, and I mean, pussy galore. Like that's like here's the thing, I think I think one of the main reasons this movie is considered like, I almost feel like it's a better way to describe it as like the gateway movie into James Bond because it gives you everything that you need when it comes to James Bond. Obviously, you get um, 
the the opening sequence you get the sort of cartoonish uh villain character and then of course the bond girl which is always a staple in these movies especially when they have provocative like punny and innuendo names yes which i love what it was parodied in austin powers as a lot of vagina (laughs) 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 so uh so so you get so in this movie you get pussy galore um not to be confused with octopussy which is a whole different movie. Because <laughs> I was thinking about that, because I'm like, Octopussy is also a pretty like famous, and it feels so weird just saying that over and over again <laughs> in this show. I'm just surprised um, that I'm not going to get edited. Because <laughs> it's no, the name! No, that's the character. Yeah, now I'm just waiting for like, <laughs> Master Debater or something. <laughs> in a James Bond movie. Um, also, just to, um, sorry, just to answer your question uh, answer my own question mm-hmm. um ursula andrus um was in clash of the titans who is she in clash of the titans uh she was aphrodite oh. uh, but she was but more importantly for our episode she was in uh she was honey rider in dr no nice you know so just a little 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 connection there um but, but yeah that's the that's a quintessential staple of james bond is uh, that sort of femme fatale kind of and there's lots of ladies in this movie where i'm like that could have been the leading lady that could have been the lady you know what the best part though about pussy galore mm. is she has her own squad that's amazing she has her own squad of aviators and they all wear suits <laughs> and it's fantastic it's very coordinated <laughs> you won't get that these days I want I want my coordinated aviator women. Maybe that's what what the Broccoli's were saying when they said they needed a couple years to reinvent Bond. Maybe they're thinking back to like somebody's got to have a squad. We, we don't care who. We need a squad. We could have a Bond squad. Just a Bond squad. <laughs> a Bond squad. That's the next oh. one. It's not even it's like listen. We're not making Bond a man. We're not making Bond a woman. We're making five people 007. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. I do want to mention um, Harold Sakata in this movie as Odd Job. Yes, is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, there's probably a lot you could get into it as far as like you know casting people and and all that, but mm-hmm. just something I never knew he was an Olympic weightlifter. I believe it. Like I believe it wholeheartedly. Um, and, and he's one of those guys where it's like I see him, I'll never forget him. He's he's a no. very memor very memorable presence. And definitely a, a guy who um, I wish I saw him in more things. Like yeah, I, I yeah. know he has like other other credits, um, but he definitely has like a pres like a like a big presence. And it makes sense. I mean, I think about movies today too, where they get like wrestlers mm-hmm. and stuff. We were also talking talk about like earlier Dave Batista, <laughs> Dave Batista uh, in uh, in uh, uh, Spectre, yeah, <laughs> um, who is basically a, a glorified odd job sort of another yeah. thing except he doesn't have any fun gimmicks well no he does he has the his nails have like yes that's right or something. Th- thank you for reminding me because i actually would have completely like <laughs> thrown that out of my brain <laughs> just um yeah. i do feel like we have to it's we have to talk about connery a bit um yeah now uh, connery has become batman <laughs> it's taken us this long to talk about him he is yes um now <laughs> He passed away. You know, obviously, he passed away not that long ago. He and did. He did. Things came up. More things came up about him. Um, 
I'll say this much. I feel, I feel more comfortable talking about him than I did a certain other individual we talked about a couple weeks ago on a, on a different episode in the Pirates episode uh, yeah. that we did. Yeah. Only because he's dead. So it's like, yeah. it's, but, um, like, it's one of those things where he is James Bond. Like, you might have your own personal favorite. You might like Roger Moore. You know, you Timothy might, Dalton, might, Timothy Dalton, George Lazenby, uh, George Lazenby, Pierce, Bro- you know, all those guys. Yeah. But he, I look at him, I think about like when he pulls out the cigarette or whatever, like that's James, like that's just James Bond. And yeah. for better, I would say for better or for worse, because when, when you watch this movie, like you have all of like the James Bond, like he's everything, he smacks somebody's butt. <laughs> <laughs> at, at one point in this movie everything it's all like it's all there <laughs> it's just <laughs> he gets his martini shaken not stirred he he's the driving aston an aston martin. martin yeah which is funny because he's like where's the bentley <laughs> <laughs> it's like no you're driving an aston martin because that's the bond car damn it <laughs> <laughs> like don't you know don't you know, Sean Connery, that that's the car? It's kind of like those memes. <laughs> I it's watched like it the wire that became the, the, the car. <laughs> it's like those memes where the people make fun of Mark Hamill. It's like, did you know Mark Hamill never watched a Star Wars movie before <laughs> doing A New Hope? <laughs> How is that possible? What? It's so weird. What a, he's totally not a professional. <laughs> he doesn't know Star Wars. He wasn't um, there from the start. But, like, he does have that look, and... He just, he has that charisma and that just, like, macho, like, I can do just, a, I can do anything. And I and he knows what he can do. He, know what he's, he knows what he's capable of kind of thing. Which is, it's like the quintessential thing with James Bond. Like, I was talking about this earlier, and I'll expand on it later maybe, but, um, like, Bond is sort of the ideal male fantasy. Yes. Because he is, uh, you know, he knows everything about guns and cars. He's physically fit. Uh, every woman is easily seduced by him. Um, he's able to pat them on the booty and not get slapped for it. Or if he mm-hmm. did, he would think of it as foreplay, which is kind of uncomfortable. But you know, um, he uh, you know he he is good at fighting. He's always like draped in luxury. Yes. So I mean, and in this movie, I think you get every single aspect of that with like even when he's captured. Um, you know, he eludes the, the, the sense of confidence. It's like, this isn't going to last long. Yeah. You know, and there's never a point where you feel like Bond is ever in trouble, or at least when he is, well, there was one time, <laughs> one time, <laughs> and mm. it's still kind of hysterical to me to this moment because he almost lost his most important gadget of all of his fun gadgets that he gets. He almost lost his wiener, folks. <laughs> yes, Th- that was w- that was when I really felt the peril because he's just like like anything else. But oh my gosh! But like Bond is also just such a snob. Too. Oh my you, god! You, yes, you, you can't have champagne at above thirty eight degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> do you have time to care that much i don't know <laughs> but he just knows because listen he's like a swiss army knife dude <laughs> he is he's he's got it all man i wish i was james bond 
<laughs> I never thought I would hear you say that. <laughs> that could be a sound bite for you. Just... <laughs> uh, that could be. It's like the way, dude, but I wish it was on video podcast. The way you put your head down, too, it was mo- moments. Th- those moments will be forever ingrained. You know um, what? Some, thing, some things are just for you, Joey. I appreciate that. I, like, I, some things know, I, I feel just bad. <laughs> I feel so bad for Allison and Feehan and anybody, uh, Waikie, anybody else listening to this episode, and they're not going to get that moment. It's like, but it's amazing. I, it's mine. <laughs> it's yours. I own it. It's yours. <laughs> Copyright. No one, no one else. So sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but I listen, I, that said, we, uh, you know, I had fun watching it, but I, but it wasn't one of those things where I was like, um, I was like actively engaged with like the story or like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what's going to happen? Are things going to be okay? I was just like, you know, Bond's another adventure for Bond and some cool gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was pretty much the same way. Like, I'm just, I'm enjoying what I'm watching and there's definitely, like, I like some of the like twists and the way that they were able to move the plot. Like, I like that, um, like, uh, the scene, the scenes at the end, uh, when, uh, uh, Bond put his radio in that dude's pocket, and, mm-hmm. and then like the dude gets crushed in a car. And it's like crap, but then like later on, you know they're in Fort Knox, and you think everybody's been knocked out or killed, and then it's like, nope. Mm-hmm. And so like that was a cool little twist, and just just going like I think that's one of the things about about a like a good spy movie is that you know as long as you're just having a good time and like you're going on these going to these exotic locations and you're going on adventures and having car chases and falling out of a plane or something. That's, that's when it's like a lot of fun. That's why I like about the mission impossible movies. It's like, there is a small thread of like connective tissue as far as like how each movie impacts the next, as far as like a continuity, but it's mo- like, you could just watch any one of them and just enjoy them for what they are. Yeah. And so, yeah. and that's, and I think that's pretty quintessential with bond as well. I imagine at least until the more recent ones, but a lot of them were just kind of like one-offs. They're just adve- like because I, mean, I imagine I'm trying to think because Ian because obviously this is based off of the book Ian Fleming. Um, Ian Fleming. How I'm trying to think how how many of those books were there because I imagine that there were. That is a great question. Like, um, because obviously you know because obviously like you know there's that and I imagine some of the movies while I'm sure that there's influences from the books. I can't imagine like there. It's not like Agatha Christie where she wrote ten zillion like Poirot stories where mm-hmm. it's enough to sustain like seventy episodes of television. I'm actually genuinely curious about this right now. Let me. Um... It's a good time for me to eat my chip. Then <laughs> it is. It is a very <laughs> good time to eat your chip. Let me see. So, uh, oh my gosh, like Ian Fleming's like Wikipedia picture. He's got like a like a cigarette like holder like thing in his mouth, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's such a. <laughs> Like yeah, this dude, this dude wrote, uh, this wrote James. Uh, and here's an interesting fact too. According to this Wikipedia picture, which could be totally bogus, but Hoagie Carmichael, who was in you know movies and I think believe played the piano and such, he, he you know you probably haven't seen him in anything, but yeah. apparently Ian Fleming described his looks as being the inspiration for Bond. Okay. Uh, there was Fort. Um, okay, there was a hiatus. Right. Okay. So how many list of James Bond novels and short stories? So, Ian. I know. Fleming, is, I know. Casino Royale is, in fact, um, one of them. It's the first one. It's the first um, first novel, um, which is interesting. 
But, um, I mean, Goldfinger, I think for better or for worse, defined James Bond. I think it, when you, when I look at that movie, it is it's it's got the hallmarks, just about everything that you could want in one of these movies, and I think it's a lot of fun. It's stylish. It has that '60s. It's not like incredibly camp, like like say Batman or some of the other stuff in the '60s, but it has like a, that level of '60s camp to it. No, which is pretty quintessential as well. It's it's definitely got that on some level. I mean, and also too, just another thing to know about Bond is Bond just is such a Cold War character. So whenever you get him in like newer adaptations and stuff, especially when we get in the, in the Daniel Craig era, it's just kind of it's kind of funny because it feels like such a mm-hmm. tonal, like a weird thing to think about mentally. I mean, the majority of the time in those movies, they're like the Bond pro or the not Bond program, what the Double O program is obsolete. We need to go into the future, and then everyone's like, "Nah, we still need someone," <laughs> and that someone is Bond, James Bond. You know, I think on that note, um. I think I'm not, we're going to take a, a brief, brief intermission. Uh, i got to make a big deposit of a bunch of uh, gold bullions, though, and also just uh, type in uh, an account number so Richard can get some money. Yeah, because if he doesn't, I'm blowing crap up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not literally. This is a podcast. Please. <laughs> <laughs> please don't take yeah, no, that's not happening. That is not happening. It's, a, it's, as, it's as serious as me saying, I wish I was James Bond. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a <laughs> doubt. Stay tuned. That's just, that's just fantastic. Sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh! Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to this silly ass show that we got here for you. Um, we talked about uh, one of the quintessential entries in the James Bond franchise, Goldfinger. Uh, now we are jumping into the modern era. We are talking about the latest iteration of James Bond, or at least the start of it. And Joey, what what is that? What is that film we're talking about? That is, uh, well, this is the return of a king. This is the return of the king for, the, for this show. So, ladies and gentlemen, Vigo? No, not that one. 
Oh, we haven't okay. even talked about those movies yet on this show. <laughs> yet. Wink, yet. wink, it's, nudge, it's, nudge. It's very important. That's about that's about as subtle as James Bond's, uh, you know, words towards women. Um, <laughs> is alcoholism. And is alcoholism. <laughs> but this is, this is the 2006 Martin Campbell directed 007 flick. Casino Royale, not the not the old one, not I the old have, one. Mm-mm. That always confused me as a kid because it was like, "What is this?" It's like <laughs> it just felt so weird that that existed. There was there was another one before the one that we're familiar with. Yes, it's so weird. And isn't Peter Sellers in that one? It's Peter. It's, is it David Niven? I thought it was David Niven. Um, but you could be. You're you're probably right. If I had to, um, <laughs> I would. I know. I feel like I feel like I should know. I have I have been told a lot about James Bond over uh, the course Casino of Casino Roy Casino Royale. Let's see. I'm just looking at this real quick. Oh, but actually, we're both right. Oh, dang! We're both right because David Niven, um, Hollywood legend, played uh, Sir James Bond, and oh. Peter Sellers as Evelyn Tremble slash James Bond. Oh, this is I, I, now I'm curious about this one. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> how does this one play out? Yeah, but yes, uh, Casino Royale, specifically the Daniel Craig one, which began yeah. uh, the current iteration of the character, which finished uh, last year mm-hmm. with No Time to Die. I had actually never seen this movie ahead of time, but you watched this one in theaters. But it that was the first time you watched it, and then you hadn't seen it again, right? Yeah, so like I watched this in theaters in 2006. I saw it. May it rest in peace. The the Bradley Beach Cinema. It's a it was a one theater. It was a one screen theater. Um, old seats, like probably always on most of the time, always on film. Of <laughs> uh, the seats were terrible. You could there's no no cup holders or anything like that. But I'm uh, I went there when I was like sixth or seventh grade. Seeing that I was like seventh grade, I think seeing that movie, and uh, I saw it with uh, a friend of mine and his dad. And it was the first James Bond movie I'd ever seen, and it's—I think it was the first one I'd ever seen in its entirety. Was um, Casino Royale, mm. and I didn't know what I thought about it at the time. I was like, okay, cool new movie that I saw that probably has adult things that I just don't get, like which is very true. Which, um, and I had not seen it since, but I always heard people say like, because I remember seeing Skyfall and thinking that has to be the best Bond movie. Because yeah, when you saw that like in 2012, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. But it, it's got people, everything. It's got everything, you know. It's got Adele. Rolling. It's got Adele. It's got it's got Roger Deakins. Yeah, but the thing was, I remember people always saying Casino Royale. Don't sleep on that one. It's it could might not 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 only could it be the best Daniel Craig Bond movie, but some people would argue maybe the best Bond movie. Period. And as of where I stand personally, I might have to be one of those people after watching it. See, the strangest thing for me was because I'm because internal like as richard's older than i am but i think really spiritually i'm older than he is <laughs> yeah. so i feel like this would have been me like i feel like this episode was going to be me like old man shouting at cloud like like hey go figure is great i don't know what you whippersnappers are talking about i like but, that odd job but joey embraced his youth i i <laughs> he's I still like, in his 20s i went okay boomer to myself <laughs> And then uh, I watched I watched this movie, and I'm like, I watched it with my mom actually. Uh, shout out to Patty, who love Patty. Is, I, I think I said this earlier. Was not a Bond fan until Daniel Craig. She mm-hmm. loves Daniel Craig, 
And this was the only one that she had not seen. She'd never seen it in theaters. She had never seen it on TV or anything. Like the first one that she saw was unfortunately Quantum of Solace. That's that's the worst one, if you ask me. I know people say Spectre, but I really I really hated Quantum of Solace. You know, you'd probably be right, but you know, anyway, I get not... I get I get the hate for Spectre though. Yeah. If I'm being I, honest. I get I get res- I, I can respect that. Um but yeah, we watched this one and I was complete I was j- for the most part, completely enthralled with this movie beginning to end. Like, every, like, first off, like, this movie has such an exhilarating, like, this, the, like, such an odd way to start any blockbuster movie is making it look like an indie black and white movie from, like, 1995. Like, I thought I was looking at Clerks, but as an action movie. <laughs> I was like, are they going to start, is Bond going to start complaining about uh, the uh, the work environment of the Death Star? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't supposed to be here today. Eva Green made me a lasagna. Maybe I should keep her. <laughs> uh, freaking uh, 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 Jeffrey Wright keeps uh keeps leaving his video store job, coming to talk to me. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, you know, like Jeffrey Wright doesn't want to be a part of the CIA. He wants to be part of uh, MI6. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wants. Like we don't need to be here. This is where I want to be. Oh man. Um, but. It starts off in such a weird way, like it's so interesting, and then it and then it gets right into that uh, great um, Chris Cornell song again, another banger, um, and then that leads to uh, the this opening chase sequence where like Bond has just been you know in uh, just gotten the position of 007, basically because mm-hmm. what you got to understand is that this movie is a reboot of the Bond franchise. So, like, everything else leading up to this, um, from Sean Connery to Pierce Brosnan, which, again, I haven't seen all of them, neither is Joey, so we don't really know how the, like, canonical structure of that works. If it matters, it doesn't, really, from what I can tell. But they obviously wanted to try something different, and so, which is why they did Casino Royale, because, like we were saying, that's the first book in the Ian Fleming series. So they decided to do Casino Royale as a way to reboot the Bond franchise. So this iteration of Bond is completely new. In fact, like Daniel Craig's existence as Bond is so self-contained that like whatever they do next is just going to be another reboot. Yeah. That's why like with this one we're getting a sort of early days version of Bond, but this isn't this isn't uh in many respects this isn't your daddy's Bond. No. This isn't your papa's Bond, boy, as the notes say. Oh my god. <laughs> this this version of Bond is is while it has all the quintessential trappings that you find with James Bond as far as the characterization, he's also very rugged. He gets bruised, he gets scarred. He's not as he's not as swift, but he's he's as relentless as Bond usually is. He looks like a working man's James Bond. Like yes. I look I look at Daniel Craig's face and I'm like, I don't I don't think of him as like, and he's a very attractive human being, but I don't think of yes. him as like, there are some people that I almost think are like pretty boys or like, they're like, they're, they're, they're like sexy spies. This mm-hmm. is a guy who I almost feel like is sometimes more of a weapon. Like, you know, how people always say like in movies, Oh, I'm just a weapon. Oh, yeah. no, I'm a weapon. <laughs> that's like, your, you, it's like that. And then, um, uh, neglectful dad subplots are Joey's favorite things in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weapon because my dad neglected me. 
go to a baseball game. So I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> that's that's we're gonna make that into a movie, and it's gonna be the dumbest thing ever. But I but I like that like in this like Bond makes mistakes. Bonds, yes. you know, like my mom was when I was watching. It was so funny when my mom watches something. She's like, mom, mom, mom's like, he's so stupid. I'm gonna stop watching this. <laughs> 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 why did he drink that because he's an alcoholic oh it's like it's like the only person who only th- one of the few fictional characters i think they could rival bond as far as like alcohol drinking or like nick and nora charles from the thin man movies or um captain haddock <laughs> yes <laughs> captain haddock just uh, uh but and but anyway like um yeah like this movie I, it's a this movie's a lot of fun, but it, it's also it's incredibly like I said talk about like style. It's incredibly stylish, so stylish, and it's so wonderfully photographed. Like yes, like the the cinematography is out. Like the chase scene, uh, uh, at the in the opening scene, is probably one of the most exhilarating chase scenes I've seen in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. especially because that guy does parkour and he's so swift and so quick. And, like, I love the bit when he, like, does, like, his trick and then Bond just bursts through the drywall like he's the Hulk yes. or the mm-hmm. Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I, I really wanted Daniel Craig to go, Psh! oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just run after him like, yeah, get him. It was so exhilarating to see that. And he, again, he was relentless. He did not give up. He kept going and going and going all the way till he got to the scaffolding. And then even yes. when he got him, it was still going. <laughs> like, damn. Oh, my God. And then, um, and on that note, um, it's funny because, like, I remember in the past we would talk about Daniel Craig, and I know you weren't, like, a huge fan of his yep. for, for a while. Then then when uh, when the, the gloriousness of Benoit Blanc came into our lives, that sort of changed the game a little bit. Yes. But, like, if I had only seen... Like, if we were talking about that and the only Bond movie that I'd seen was Casino Royale, I would think you're full of crap. Right. No, I, I agree with I, that. I genuinely, genuinely love him in this movie. Like, he's, again, he's got all the, the traits, but, like, again, like, he's not perfect. Mm. And it feels more realistic. And he also feels more like he's sort of rebelling against it a little bit. Like, like I love, even though I know a lot of people hate it, but, like, I love the bit when um he when he gets the iconic vodka martini and then the guy's like shaking or not stirred he's like do I do I look like I give a damn <laughs> I'm like break break the conformity bond do it be bisexual <laughs> just like in Skyfall <laughs> Richard's actually like a Tumblr like fanfiction.com shipper he actually writes fanfiction about Javier Bardem and Daniel Craig on the regular uh my 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 username is um uh Crardem for life. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, no um, no it's Breg. It's Breg for life. Breg. I like that. It's Breg for life. I like that better. <laughs> um but you know th- there's a lot of that stuff. Obviously Bond has a lot to learn about different things, but you know He's James Bond. Like, that's the thing is, like, this is a reboot, but, like, there's sometimes there's reboots where, like, they don't become James Bond. Like, they don't become, like, the character that they're supposed to be till the very end. Yeah. But this works because it's, like, you recognize him as James Bond enough, even if he's not, like, a fully, fla- fully like, evolved until, like, you know, the right. end of the movie where, where he says his name is Bond, whatever, right? 
Right. Um, but like, so I think about the Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe, which was a colossal waste of everyone's time. I, I wish I brought a pillow to that one so I could have taken a proper nap. You know, um, I liked Oscar Isaac in that one. Um, he was good. As, as, as the prince. Um, he was very good. But um, that movie, he doesn't become Robin until the end of the movie, effectively. Yeah, he doesn't, like, he finally, like, shoots an arrow, I feel like, the last scene of the movie. It's like, man. Like, man. Like, listen, I understand you're trying to do a reboot, but you named it Robin Hood for a reason. Like, there's there's this, okay, like, you know, because obviously people have these conversations, like, with franchise and stuff. It's like, you got to give the people what you want. And while I think there's a certain, to a certain degree, I feel like you should give them something unexpected. I also feel like you there's a certain degree of things, like, you got to give people, like, you got to give people certain things. Like, like in Star Wars, you got to give a cool lightsaber fight, a cool space battle, and, like, some, like a cute animal. I don't know. Like, that's like, it. That's all you need. Like, or, or, but this with James Bond, obviously you got like the hot ladies, of course. You got you got all the Bond girls. You got the 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 the, the creepy villain who's creepy wonderfully villain. played by Mads Mikkelsen, who I think I, I think he is in our Hall of Fame. The two dudes, I, Hall of, like Mads is I, there. Yes, I I think sim- just because of this, like mm-hmm. he is so good, and I think this as far as like a big franchise movie, I think this might be his best like, the best franchise movie he's like, appeared in, because I think about Rogue yeah. One Doctor Strange uh, the, 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 you know he's in, Dumbledore he's, movie he's, he's in Grindel- he's Grindelwald, which he's he's great as Grindelwald, it's just the movie he's in uh, uh, doesn't do him justice doesn't do him justice, but um, you know, there's like a whole but like the whole movie, there's like a casino Casino Royale, right? They, they gotta get, they gotta, Bond's gotta go play, go play some cards and win money. And it's the, it's, it's honestly one of the most exhilarating scenes in the whole movie. D- dude, cause I was thinking about it, like the action scenes are great, but there was so much tension and like, I was at the edge of my seat when they were, when they were playing cards and they're just staring at each other. <laughs> so, like they're staring at each other at like, like, cause Bond thinks, oh, I can read anybody. I could read anybody. And then and he loses big time. He loses big time. And it's like, he, he, you know, it's, if it weren't for the, the, the security blanket of Jeffrey Wright, who is, listen, if there's any, if there's anyone who's an incredible wingman, whether it's, uh, Felix Leiter or, uh, James Gordon, it's Jeffrey Wright. It's Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright's there for you, man. <sighs> Jeffrey Wright, um, saving the day as as Felix, which I thought was interesting too, because that's a character that was in Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I that was one of the fun things because I because like I was saying earlier, I was recently going through all the the Craig movies, which again is a reboot of the whole franchise. And there's only so many like characters that I remember. Like I know Money Penny is a, is an important character. Money Penny shows shows up in Skyfall, and then um, I know that. Uh, Q, the quartermaster, is an important character in the originals, and then he's played by uh, one of my favorites of all time right now, Mr. Ben Whishaw, Paddington himself, um, and he shows up in Skyfall as well, um, which is probably part of the reason I love Skyfall so much, because I love both of these actors, and they, that's the first movie they show up in. It's great. Um, but uh, uh, I had no clue, because I don't know how many other movies that Felix is in, but he was in Goldfinger, so I imagine there's some and the, they knew each other when they first like it was like, like they weren't just introduced in goldfinger right I, I they knew they that there was like some history from what yeah. i from what i from what i remember on some level 
Um, I'd have to look back at it again because I, I, I feel like there was some type of history, even if they wasn't in the other movies. But again, this this is the drawbacks to like us being like not like ignorant to. It's bond. one of those franchises. Like, there's some franchises that Richard and I know like the back of our own hand, or even better than the back of our own hand. But like this one is just like just shots in the dark, Meow. really. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, this um, like. All these ca- casting the crap. We're probably going to talk more about it in a bit. Um, Eva Green. Uh, do we mention too much of Eva? I don't think we 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 listen. Eva Green deserves all the mentioning. She does because she's fun. Fun fact. Fun fact about Eva Green. Eva Green is 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 one of those actors that both Joey and I have loved well before we've ever seen any of these Bond movies. Um, well, I mean, I saw her in two thousand six. Well, you, but, but not me. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Not me! Listen, um, I got it. I think about Dark Shadows, and it's her performance is the reason why I'm like, okay, do I want to give this two and a half stars or three stars? Honestly, like, you know, you know, and again, I'm somewhat biased because I, I have that Tim Burton connection. I would probably give it three stars, even right. though it's a messy-ass movie, but visually, it's spectacular, and I love the, the, the back and forth between Ava Green and that other guy. Um, him, Bar- the Barnabas, <laughs> the guy who plays Barnabas, <laughs> like whoever that guy is, I don't know. Mm, uh, yeah, <laughs> <some guy. laughs> but and then of course, great. more famously, sorry, um, more famously, she was the lead character in Penny Dreadful, um, which is a favorite show of ours as well. Mm. Um, and she's incredible. She's oh my god, she's so good in that show. Yes, absolutely. But in here, without a doubt. Without a doubt, the absolute best thing about this movie, in my opinion, is the chemistry between her and Daniel Craig. Like, it's every time, like the the train scene when they're just talking. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm wiggling, I'm excited, I'm like, look at him go, look at him go. (laughs) It's so good. Yes, that that they're they're the two of them are just a lot of fun, and that's really like. The big thing with this, um, I definitely the big thing with this movie, um, is the two of them because, again, like if you didn't cast her well or cast him well, like I think the th- it, I think it falls apart um, mm. on Cause some I, level because the romance between those two characters, uh, who uh, she plays Vesper Lind, I don't know if that was a character from the previous movies, but that's a great name. It's mm-hmm. definitely a Bondy name, Vesper yes. Lind, because isn't a Vesper a drink? Yeah, it sounds like a car too, or a car. Like, like it's <laughs> it works either way. If you know what I mean, it's like it's, as long as it's a car or a drink, it's Bond. Yes, uh, but like the dynamic between them was great, and almost like it was like like a less screwy version of a screwball comedy. With yeah, the two of them because it's like a, rom- a romantic comedy in certain bits. Like I think about the scene where it's like you know he has the dress is like I need you to look fabulous, <laughs> and then, and then she has the like suit. The, and then the dinner jacket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's like, "How do you know my size?" She's like, "I eyeballed it," and then he puts on. He's like, "Hmm, this looks great, actually." And it's yes. like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh man, uh, which makes like the later events of the movie like so devastating. Oh, uh, it which because I knew she died. Obviously, I've yes. seen the other movies. So, spoiler alert, in case you've never watched a Daniel Craig movie, the best, <laughs> the best female lead, arguably in this whole in the whole franchise. Though I love not to downplay anybody else because Judy Dench is great. We'll talk about her in a little bit, I'm sure. Um, and then later in the movies, we get Leah Sadu, who's great. Um, and then we get uh, obviously Naomi Harris, I mentioned earlier. But yes. um, 
but no, Ava Green is incredible, and then it's just so un- so incredibly tragic that um, her character sort of double crosses Bond and then dies. Yeah. And then we learn in the later movies that she gets that it's because like she like she well we learn in in Casino Royale that she has a boyfriend, but then we learn in the later movie that I think so I don't really remember if I'm being honest, but the boyfriend was not a good dude, mm-hmm. um, and I think was like bad to her or something. I don't remember. I even loved the little moment when um she's trying to enter in the password from uh the from the winnings and he's like you can enter it. And she's like, you never told me it. And he's like, V E S E or V E S P E R. She's like, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) all the best parts of this movie is just those two. In my opinion, it's great. Um, And I feel like I, I think I would get some more enjoyment out of the other movies after rewatching this, like rewatching the other movies. I feel like I'd be like, not that I would like Spectre anymore, but, um, <laughs> but I'd be like, okay, you know, that's, I don't know. Then back of my head thinking about like how Bond has to go on from that mm-hmm. point. A big, le- huge lesson learned. Like it's his Uncle Ben uh, situ- <laughs> situation. It's his tragic superhero moment. Because like he does become Bond right after. Yeah. I, I do want to mention um, one actor before we it really escapes us. This dude is definitely in the Two Dudes Hall of Fame. And I think you know who I'm about to mention. Um, and uh, this dude is Isaac uh, de Bancole. Um, and if that name sounds familiar, we've talked about him in two other um, par- two other pairings. He was in Black Panther. He's one of the he's one of the tribal leaders in Black Panther. And most importantly, he is Raymond, the ice cream truck guy who only speaks French in Ghost Dog. <laughs> And he's in the movie briefly, but because of that connection we have, we're immediately like, like, like the, the Leo meme. Mm. No, no. You know what it makes me think of? It's like those memes with like a bunch of nerds watching a movie and they're like not reacting to something they don't care about. Like, okay, that's how I feel. I, I see something. I'm like, whatever. Then I see uh, Isaac. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he has, uh, uh, he has a great fight scene in a stairwell. It's so fun. That's a that's a really fun scene. I, he one of my favorite like dialogue exchanges too is with him and Mads Mikkelsen, where it's like, Mister Sheriff, Le Sheriff, do you believe in God? He's like, No, I believe in reasonable rate of return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's so good. <laughs> like that's the that's the thing too. Like obviously there's a serious moments in this movie, but it's it's a fun movie too. It's it's such a fun movie. Like <sighs> I. Like, there's so many great, like, one-liners, too. Like, I'm glad they kind of kept that. Like, even, even, um, because uh, when you quoted this in your letterbox review, <laughs> that last hand almost killed me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so good. I like yeah, that. I like that he doesn't lose his sense of humor even after he almost is dead from poison. Yes. Like, but... But going back, I, I want to talk about this in relation to Goldfinger, because while obviously Casino, there was a book, Casino Royale, I feel like this movie just has a lot of similar, like, you, you and I both agree to this, yes. a lot of similarities to Goldfinger. It's it's wild. Like, because uh, you watched them almost back-to-back, basically, right? Or at least yeah, you watched, because yeah. you watched Goldfinger yesterday, didn't you? 
I did, and I watched um, I watched Casino Royale, which is funny because I watched it July sixth, and there's a text message in that movie that's like a te- message in, and that says July sixth. So I just yeah. want to make note of that. <laughs> it was meant to be. Yes, that's what we're saying. It but, was meant to be. But they're but they're very similar. Like these two villains who are like you know they don't like losing for one. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldfinger um, and Le Scherf. Uh, I'm just going Mads Mikkelsen. Le, le, yeah, le, le, whatever. Um, like they don't like losing. They are they're in or over their heads with money. They're like, oh, you know, I'll get the money somehow. One mm-hmm. of them wants to d- rob Fort Knox. The other one wants to you know risk it all in a a game of cards. Yeah, like, and and even just like. I feel like the the whole first like two acts of Casino Royale are almost so similar to Goldfinger in so many ways it's kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Just like like the villains, um, uh, the the setup, every, just everything about it is. And I and again I feel like it's probably because when they were rebooting the franchise they were like okay well if we want to harken back to some of that classic Bond sort of aesthetic or that feel, which one do you go with? No, yeah, um, that's true. Like, there's so much of that. Um, I feel like it, it's just, it, and I also think too. I think about Mads Mikkelsen's character. I, I want to think about Mads Mikkelsen and um, uh, Goldfinger because Goldfinger he looks like a villain that you would see in real life. Like, looks like a Donald Trump guy. <laughs> he is Donald Trump if Donald Trump was German. Yeah, and no. then like Mads, Mads honestly feels more like a villain of like the '60s because. He's got like the slick back hair. He has a scar. His tears are blood, you know. And his he has a metal inhaler, and he's got you know he's like he's got all these quirks and characteristics to him. Character, which you could you know, there's all sorts of things you can probably read into that too. But like I feel like if you watch that in like a, it it would probably be right at home with like odd jobs like hat that decapitates people. (laughs) A hundred and ten percent. It's just. Just, just from a visual standpoint, I think Mads just looks perfect yes, as, as a Bond villain. And absolutely. then just all the different character traits. The one the one connection that I will always make between Goldfinger and uh, and this is, uh, in both iterations, Bond is tortured via penis. <laughs> Whereas the first one, and the only time Bond is ever seeming like he's nervous. Though, you know what? Props to Craig, because Craig got smacked in the balls so many times in his Jiminy sack. So many times. I love when Martin Short said that and only murders, so I'm just going to keep that in my brain. Yes. Yes. And then Mash is going, whoosh, whoosh. And then he's like screaming in pain, but he's also just like, I'm not telling you shit. But it is also just an int- it is an interesting dynamic because Craig, like you look at his body too, he looks like a Greek like statue of like the ma- like perfect like you see his perfection. You have Mads Mickelson's character who there's a lot of health stuff going on with him, obviously, but yeah. he still has he's still in the position of power. He's in that position of power. I did want to mention though, um, Felix does appear in Doctor No, but what's interesting is. That according to this list, Jeffrey Wright seems to be the only actor who's played Felix more than once. Interesting. So like, like literally, it's, so it's a character, but it's a character that's been reworked constantly. Maybe like literally, Doctor No, the guy who plays him in Doctor No, does not return for Goldfinger, and the guy in Go- like 
each one of these people is different until you get to Jeffrey Wright, where you have him. I see him credited as Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and No Time to Die. He's met. He's mentioned at one point Inspector, but that's it. Yeah, and he's not in Skyfall um, at all, which is sad. Yes, that would have made that movie a five star movie right there. Honestly, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, come on, guys, gotta fit that in. <laughs> Bring Vesper back to life, and I'll put, give it six stars. <laughs> is it, can we even do that at Letterbox? Like, yes, we can. <laughs> of course. We'll figure out a way because we understand. Um, but I, I also just love like also too like the way the Aston Martins are are introduced is also just kind of funny. Like in the, like I said, the other one's like, "Where's the Bentley?" And then this one is like, <laughs> "I noticed the the Aston Martin, the guy who had the Aston Martin." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just doesn't he just straight up jacket or no he wins it he wins it yeah, he he full Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> he wins it in the game of cards because he's that good. But I also just love like when he's just like, "I'm gonna take you to my home," and he just drives around. <laughs> he just drives around, and then he just is like, "All right, we're here, we're here, we're here, folks." Oh, <laughs> uh, but on that, like speaking of like like Daniel Craig is sort of like an Adonis, like just to kind of talk about him and his like, kind of whole tenure. One thing I've like I found sort of interesting. This is what I was talking to you about before we were recording um like daniel craig i think sort of has that enhanced version of that kind of male ideal version of what james bond is supposed to be you know again like all the different traits but then like sometimes like especially in like the worst entries because it feels so heightened it just feels awkward (laughs) and like it like there's um bits in quantum of solace and in specter where like he he is physically incapable of talking to a woman normally uh he's physically incapable of staying in a hotel that is not uh five stars and like it's it's just sort of feels like it just feels really weird Mm. but i liked that in casino royale thinking about it that a lot of that stuff, like while that stuff is still very much there, it almost feels like he's a little bit more carefree about it. Like obviously, you know, again, he he shirks the, you know, he doesn't care about what the martini is, shaken or stirred or not. Right. Um. Like he had, like he had, like he's snobbish, but he's he's not as snobbish, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I it kind of sucks that that ideal sort of changed in the later movie. So I like that in this one with Daniel Craig, he's very much um, like a rugged, like kind of going back to that working man thing uh, that we were talking about. Like he's very much like, you know, he's just doing the job and then he he's enjoying the perks, but it's not like what matters the most, I guess. No. Right. Cause I was thinking about like that, that whole bit when he comes out of the water, and normally in like other James Bond movies, it's like the woman, mm-hmm. but in this one, it's him. And I'm like, that's that's a nice change of pace. So I like that they changed. Uh, I like that they did. I, I guess I I guess I prefer this kind of weird, like pre Bond Bond version of Bond. I've said Bond so many times, but <laughs> you know what you're I mean. Quite a, you you quite have a Bond uh, quite a Bond with this 007. I wish I was James Bond. <laughs> I think that's the really <laughs> biggest takeaway from the show, honestly, is that you just want to be James Bond because he lives this exciting life. Mm. I mean, I, I especially think about, like, because obviously Daniel Craig, a lot of the movies, there's, like, sad stuff that happens. So I don't know if I want to be that 
James Bond. I want to be Sean Connery Bond, where I'm just like having a good time and okay maybe my crotch is in danger once but like <laughs> i know i'm gonna get out of it with like a wink and like maybe a slight hand maneuver just like you a know boop, boop. like <laughs> you know it, it's definitely like one of those things where you're just like you know you're like man that is so cool i i would say if there was any version of bond i actually would want to be it would be the small moments with him and ava green <laughs> no double crossing no none of that it's just just we're on a train we're talking see like the thing is with with this movie like if that had ended after they're just like oh yeah we're just happy it's just like wow that's like a fun like friday night movie nothing (laughs) terrible like nothing truly terrible happened it doesn't have a sad ending but then it kept going (laughs) yes no (laughs) it's yeah so i feel like it's one of those movies where my mom really enjoyed it but she would never watch it again because she knows (laughs) what happens at the end it's so sad but you know he becomes james bond he gets his franchise and then spoiler alert he dies in the last one so yeah so there you go that's the that's the the price you pay for living the life of a double o it's that you're always you're always uh on the cusp of death until one day it actually gets you which that fun fact that's the only time james bond has ever died in a movie yeah which it, it, it's because it, that's that's something I really felt because we talk about like oh we need stakes in movies and like characters like not mm. you know and I feel like Bond like I always remember I had a col- college professor who always said I want a James Bond movie where the first like act of the movie Bond dies and they have to figure it out afterwards and obviously <laughs> that doesn't happen in No Time to Die they do it at like at the end of the movie but like you it, know just w- wish sort of fulfilled. Which sort of, so I thought about it when I watched No Time to Die. I'm like, man. <laughs> it's just at the opposite end that you wanted, but it happened. But I think I guess that's just the plot of Kingsman, really. Because, like, you get um, uh, Norrington, who is sort of the James Bond stand-in, and then he dies. And then it's like, yes. shit. Yeah. I guess what do we do? Actually, that's a good point. But uh, watching these two movies, it is really easy to see why James Bond, like, has endured since the 60s. It yeah. is absolutely insane. Like, there is very few franchises like it. You know, one of the only other things I can think of off the top of my head, too, is, like, Godzilla, where there are just 80 bajillion Godzilla. There's, like, almost, like, over 30 Godzilla movies in different mediums and such. James mm-hmm. Bond, there's, there's like, 20-something James Bond movies, um... And the, the broccoli, it's still, it's also crazy too, because it's still like the broccolis produce those movies as well. It's like mm, an almost Barbara Broccoli. Yes. So, and they, they still, I know Amazon bought MGM, so they have access to James Bond and stuff, but mm-hmm. broccolis are still involved with that stuff. And, and I also think of like Doctor Who in mm-hmm. many respects, because like, you know, obviously British icon as well, but like there's been just so many iterations. It's one of the longest running shows ever since like the 50s, 60s. And right. so many different actors have taken over and each iteration of Doctor Who is so different from the next. Yes. You know, and like, you know, for these recent installments, you know, they got the first woman with Jodie Whittaker who played mm-hmm. the character. And then um, we have the first uh, black man after so many white dudes uh, is playing James Bond or not James Bond, Doctor Who next. Though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, foreshadow i know a lot of people are saying idris elba though i'm sure idris elba's like nah i'm good at this point i think i think it's that but i think there's also some people out there like he'd be too old i'm like put him in one movie just one at least make him a bad guy oh man that'd be awesome you imagine you know what here's a question 
uh, not to interrupt, but here's a question I'm gonna pose to you. Sure, sure, sure. As some, as people who know jack shit about James Bond, but have had little experience, who do you think should be the next James Bond? <sighs> you know, um, I think Tom Hiddleston would be a fun pick, honestly. Mm-hmm. I I know that's probably cliche, but I'm just like you know. You know what? It's it it's if you're expecting some nuanced answer, people. We again, I need to reiterate. We know nothing <laughs> about James Bond, but we like Tom Hiddleston. Do Do you have um Do you have an answer? Um, I mean, I've heard people say Henry Cavill. I wouldn't mind that. I think. I don't think I would hate hate that. I did like him in Man from Uncle. Yeah, he's very good. He's he's liked, now now he's one of the the two actors of the three mains that I I, I like. Yes. <laughs> um, I I think he would be pretty good. Um, I would like to see some kind of like radical change because you have that opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because we're at a, we're at a point like I, like the idea of like an Idris Elba playing the role I think would be great because it would be so different. Or even like um. What's what's the actor's name that uh was using using Black Panther and Get Out? Oh, uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, yeah. I think he would, would be pretty like because I think he's got a very great like charming aspect to him. Yes, I think he he could pull that part off. Um, he could pull that off for sure. You know, it's it's also a hard thing too because it's also easy for us to say because. Bond isn't like sacred to us, no. right? Like we 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 watch the James Bond movies very casually. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Like we are not Ken Purnell, where it's it's, it's a lifelong obsession. Um, you know, so it's honestly the Broccoli's and everybody they have a. It's going to be tricky. It's honestly going to be really yeah. tricky because, again, like there's a lot of pe- things people criticize about that Bond character that, for better or for worse. That's the that is part of that character, yeah. Um, and I imagine they also want to try to change it up just a little bit, especially now that they're acqui- that, that thing has been acquired by Amazon, and they want to, you know, I don't know. Try something. I think that, try something a little different, maybe. Maybe, or you know, what would be interesting too. Could be interesting, obviously, because James Bond's like such a big screen thing. It'd be cool if they did like like just like a TV show, like like a TV series of like the ad, like almost make it like the David Suchet Poirot, where you're adapting. The books, the books, yeah, and have just be a little different, you know. That'd like, be cool. I, I think it'd be kind of be kind of fun. It'd be very expensive, but Amazon's it'd be very expensive. Listen, isn't Amazon? Is it Amazon that's doing Lord of the Rings? That new show? They are doing Lord of the Rings. Yes, they got the money. <laughs> Jeff Bezos got the money. Jeff Bezos, listen, Jeff Bezos. While you're like, while actively, Amazon's like ruining things. At least put something. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I say this as somebody who got got some things for Amazon recently, but uh, <laughs> I do have things in my cart at the moment. Um, but no, I, I think it's it's an endlessly fascinating conversation with this character, obviously, because there's so many different flavors of Bond. But I think we could have even more flavors of Bond. Uh, yeah, ultimately. I think I think we could we could expand the palette to some pretty wild things. I know, like when when the new one came out, there was that conversation of. Because uh, they announced that the the actor that was in Captain Marvel and uh, uh, something else, I forget. I, I think I'm thinking of Doctor Strange because she was Captain Marvel in Doctor Strange. Um, but uh, Lynch or whatever. Yes, I'm, I'm, I, she's, yeah. she's really great. I, I really think she's a great actress. 
she's very good in No Time to Die, but there was that whole stigma like, oh my god, she's 007? Is she James Bond? I was like, no, she's just 007, because it's a title. Yeah. It's not like it's not like his last name is 007. His full name is James Bond 007. No. <laughs> could you could you imagine his famous line changing like the name's 007. James Bond 007. <laughs> like no, it's one of the it's it's a thing too where I'm just like you also know producers like like people already outrage anyway but if if she was the actual replacement, I would feel so bad for her only because the Yeah. The reaction would be terrible, <laughs> like because it's, people are almost, just terrible. <laughs> almost in the same vein as like Moses Ingram with everything that, sh- oh, that she's unfortunately yeah. had to deal with from stupid fucking Star Wars fans. Uh, yeah. I say I use Star Wars fans loosely on that note. Very loosely, it's, it's they're part. Of, yeah, but you know, whatever they do, I'm very curious to see what they do. And if even if you don't like the direction, you have. So many other bonds. <laughs> you got you got so many uh, so many different options because think the dude's been around for for so long. They have comic books now. Oh really? Yeah, they got James Bond comic books. They have um, obviously the video games are iconic. You know, I mean, you know, Golden, every Goldeneye. Everybody talks about Goldeneye. Like like that's like one of the biggest video games of all time is Goldeneye. did that even get a remake of all the like big games like i I feel like everybody that's the one everybody talks about but again we we're we're not some people who are invested (laughs) we are watching from the sidelines uh, (laughs) we're like look at that we're like at the parade watching the james bond float go by while everyone else is jumping at it like oh look at that oh that's nifty oh they actually made the whole thing a giant tuxedo it's a giant tuxedo. Oh my god, it's Raymond from Ghost Dog! Woo! I love your ice cream! Oh my god, it's Bernard from Westworld! Oh my god. Is that Ava Green? Is she, is she go? Oh my god! Then, oh, look, oh. Daniel Craig. Yes. Yes. Ben Wobbins! <laughs> Poor Daniel Craig. <laughs> now, on that note, I do very much like Daniel Craig, and I like I like him in this movie quite a bit. I'll just. I also it. want to mention because I have to mention this as a Zorro fan. He was a sidekick to the bad guy in the last yes! couple of episodes of the uh, Zorro TV show, with which has um the guy Duncan Reg. I always forget how to pronounce his name, but he plays Dracula in Monster Squad and says the famous line. Give me the amulet, you bitch! <laughs> but he plays a, a really cool Zorro. A little different, but a really, really good Zorro. Anyway, this has been going on for a very long time. Uh, no, but I think, but, I think I hope yeah. Ken enjoyed this episode. I hope, though, I, I imagine he'll be like, what? <laughs> he'll be very confused, I think, at some of the things we say. A little bit, but I hope he enjoyed it nonetheless. I like talking about this, so this was fun, for sure. And yes. I don't know. Will it make me go and watch some of the other ones? Maybe I can't. I can't guarantee anything, but I at least had fun watching the ones that I did. Yes, agreed, yeah. folks. Folks, who's your favorite Bond? What are your favorite Bond films? Who Who is your uh, uh, Bond lady? Who is your Bond villain? Like, if you could, if you could make a cocktail, if you will, uh, your own vodka martini with ingredients of all your favorite things from James Bond. Who would you throw in there? Who would be your Bond? Who would be your villain? Let us know. Have you have you read Richard's fan fiction? Listen, 
I'll just spoil it right now. Uh, they do hook up. <laughs> and, it's, and it's by far the most romantic thing. Yes. That you've ever All right. <laughs> Folks, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Check us out. Ne- well, technically this week? Technically, technically this week! Technically maybe? Oh! <laughs> check us out next time! Bye. Have a good night, everyone! You know, let's do it this week and be generous. <laughs> do I look like I give a damn? Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned in two weeks for a brand-new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. I wish I was James Bond.